Hello and a happy new year from all of us here at the How Long To Beat podcast. Uh, this is Rick, joined as always by Alex and Paola. This is the first episode of 2022. I don't know about you guys, it still feels like 2020 in my head, but we're here. <laughs> and uh, we've got about two weeks of cumulative completions to catch up on. So this is going to be a very beaten, retired, playing heavy episode this yeah. week. Because uh, that's what we've been doing over the holidays. Mm-hmm. I mean, to give to context honest. too, like uh-huh. we had so many special episodes last month that like we really haven't done like a proper recording for like three, four weeks now almost. <laughs> it's been a really? long time. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So that's a lot of gaming time for us. <laughs> and Alex and I especially have been incredibly busy with that time, <laughs> as you will yeah. see. Anyway, we're, uh, we're going to go over all those um, as we did last year for those of you that have been with us for a while now we're going to talk about uh, our plans for the year in gaming we're also going to go back and sort of reflect on what we said last year and uh, how well or badly paula we uh, stuck to those plans and uh... <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to be all like that <laughs> <laughs> don't call me out yet <laughs> i'll call myself out when it when the when the time comes and you'll also be calling out the times that you'll be guessing at the end of the show for this week's mm-hmm. edition of how, how, long long to be? how long to beat the, the game. game? That sounded beautiful on my end, which means it's going to be awful on the recording. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So without further ado, um, Alex is going to split his completions up into two chunks. So Alex chunk one of two. Let's go. Yeah, I beat a lot of games. I beat a lot of games. <laughs> um, to be fair, most of them are short. Um, I've been there for me. I don't know. No, I just, I love just completing a bunch of games, right? Like going off the backlog and like enjoying a lot of small experiences. And so that's kind of what I did. But I'm going to start with my biggest one, which is Tales of Arise, which I actually beat before. Um, I was able to actually go home for the holidays this year, which was super great and just super lovely, which means I did a lot of Switch gaming. But I beat Tales of Arise before I left. And this is one of those games where I, I still really loved it. Like I think for me, it's like a 9 out of 10 game and it's extremely good the story is really fun and interesting it just you can sort of tell that the end was like a little rushed and i get the feeling that this maybe is a covid thing where the end's not bad per se it just kind of turns into that like okay corridor of fights kind of deal and like the combat is always in this game is it's super enjoyable. So I never actually minded fighting. Like I found that a lot of fun. It's just, you kind of get this sense as you're entering into the end game that it's like, okay, we're, we're finishing this game off. So like, here we go, right? Here are some challenges. Gotta go, 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 go. And yeah, it just feels a little like, eh, uh, in some ways, I think the story ends in a satisfying way. Like I do enjoy it. And I actually think the story is genuinely, I did not see where it was going. I was like, oh, that, okay, cool. Um, And I got to say, the English voice actors are extremely good. Um, I really, really liked them. And I don't know. I just, you know, I think someone just started playing this again. Was it Commissar Toby, I think, in the Discord? And he was just like, they were mentioning um, that, this really this game doesn't waste your time like i had said before and like i still hold on to that like this is really a game where i feel like they streamlined everything so that you can get to the enjoyable parts as fast as possible and i really really appreciate it i just kind of wish that maybe they had had a little more time and like i think this is kind of the tales problem in a little bit is that 
they do something that I think is remarkable, wherein they create a brand new world for every game, which when you think about that, like Western RPGs don't really do that, right? Like even something like Bethesda and like Elder Scrolls, yeah, they make a new world, but like it's all the same world, right? It's just like different regions. But like Tales is like, no, no, no brand new goddamn world every time (laughs) and that's insane like they really create this whole system um and i almost wish i'm just like man i i kind of wish that this game was like i don't know if longer but i think they could have explored even more in it you know but anyway and Mm. also i I fished in this game a bunch because it was really fun (laughs) Like, all the minigame stuff that they had in it was really good, and the fishing actually impacts your... Oh, this is something that's really cool. So, your characters, the way you level your characters up... So, like, they level up, obviously, like, just normal leveling, but they get SP, right? Which you can get from completing side quests, and side quests are actually pretty fun and interesting. Um, And some of the side quests are just, like, go fight this really intense monster, which, oh, that was so much fun, because the boss battles are, like, a good time, except later they get a little... Like, once you're super good, you're just, like it just kind of becomes like a waiting game because you're like, well, no one can really kill me. So like, I just have to like whittle this monster down. That's kind of my, a little bit of my complaint with the ending of the game. But um, you have like arts and then you have these circles. And so basically you have a couple unlocked at first and then, and they usually have about five abilities that you can unlock with SP around them. And if you unlock a full circle, you get a special bonus and you can see what that bonus is by hovering over it. Now, you unlock more of these circles through a variety of things. You'll unlock enough to just, you know, like beat the game just by playing it. But by engaging with a lot of the side content, you unlock special rings, which will have like new abilities and new combat arts and and new, um, and like some of the abilities are like really good. Like there's one where it'll like protect you from getting knocked out like once, right? But they some of them can stack. And so like they really encourage you. It's like, well, if you play this game and play all that there is to offer, you'll make your characters even stronger and better and like unlock new uh, potentials. And so I I really dug that because like there's one character who's really into fishing and if you, you know, really go hard with the fishing game, they'll actually get some stuff for that. And so it's just like, I don't know, everything felt connected. Everything that I did felt like it had a purpose. Um, All the side quests gave you multiple types of rewards. So it was never just like, so even if you got something that you didn't really care about, it would still be rewarding. So like, for instance, there's these owls that I mentioned that are all around the world. And if you collect them, you can actually turn them in to get special rewards, which are often like some cosmetic stuff. But there's also one of your characters who has an ability that if you select it, it in, you your like stats get enhanced based on the number of owls that you find. So, like, even if you don't really love the rewards, you could still enhance your character by getting those owls, and you're still going to get SP for doing the whole thing. Like, you know, like, everything, no matter what you're interested in, it all meshes nicely. So, anyway, I really hope more, like, RPG developers, like, take a look at this game, because it's doing some really intelligent stuff. Um, and it's super fun. You can also switch between all the characters, but I, I will be honest with you, I basically only played as Alfin, the main guy, because I just really liked the sword combat. It was just super good. Um, and sometimes your other characters are more effective if you don't actually play as them, because they have so many arts. And really, you can only technically have 
eight arts equipped, right? Because you can hold down a trigger and get another set of them. Um, so yeah, it's often better to just play as Alfin. Anyway, that's Tales of Arise. Incredibly good. Um, highly, 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 highly recommend. Then I'm going to talk about two other little ones here that I, I went into. There's this, I've been really wanting to play Heaven's Vault for a long time. And I actually got it on PC, uh, but my computer was having a hard time playing it, which, you know, fun note, that won't be a problem soon, but we'll talk about that later in gaming mm-hmm. plans. Um, so uh, um, so I got it on the Switch because it was on sale and my brothers got me like a uh, eShop gift card. This is such a cool game. For those who don't really know what it is, you're essentially in this kind of like, like sci-fi futuristic, but kind of like think Star Wars future where it's like like a used future, you know? Um, like it's not like all polished sci-fi. There's like this real sense of um, of ancientness to this world. And you're an archaeologist for this big university. And you're basically sent off on this quest to find this missing archaeologist. And it just unravels from there. And what's really interesting is that ultimately the end point, there's not many endings per se there's not like a lot of different ones but there are infinite ways of getting there and that's what's really really cool is that like all the branches throughout you're because what you're doing is you're you're finding these artifacts with an ancient language and you're translating as you're going and you're learning words and so like you'll actually have to guess what some sentences mean and you can use context clues and then you have people who can help you be like oh yeah that is what that word means or you'll find a word repeated so many times that you're like yes i'm certain this is the word Uh, and so part of the puzzling is like discovering what the words are and then going and using clues and hints you find from the artifacts to find new locations that you travel to on these like air waterways with your ship it's really really cool um and a lot of replayability i think because i definitely didn't see everything though i did see a lot um but yeah i I recommend this one big time and the company behind this game i really uh, should have pulled this up um first uh because they've done a few things like they did 80 inkle inkle that's it they're the ones who've done like 80 uh 80 days um and they also created yeah you've probably heard of that one right like they have this kind of like uh, own it haven't played it heard amazing things but yeah sorry yeah i own it too i need to play it on my friggin' uh (laughs) i cut off my pc and i was like i gotta play this damn game um but they also have uh they also created a game called overboard which was another one that was uh cheap oh yeah okay yeah so the 80 days sorcery um like a bunch of different things because like what they're known for is they created this um thing called uh ink which is like a narrative scripting language for games and like it allow it's like a special scripting language that allows um uh for really interesting dialogue systems and that's what heaven's vault is using because their dialogue system is incredible in this um and they also have a game called Pendragon, which apparently is very good. But anyway, I played Overboard on the Switch, which is this, it is a narrative roguelike, which I did not think I would ever see. It's really, yeah. really, really neat. It's short <laughs> as hell. It took me about two hours or so to beat the whole thing, which was totally fine. But the way it works is that like you wake up, you are the murderer. Like you murder your husband on a boat in like the 40s. And so you're on this like boat going to New York and the whole point of it is get out of being accused. So you can go to these different rooms, you can like do these little puzzles, you like meet all these people. And the idea is that like your first time, you're probably going to bungle it up. 
Um, I actually did get away with it my first time, but they introduce a wrinkle. So when you do get away with it, they're like, ooh, but what about this? Um, And so then you have to keep going until you find kind of like this optimal way of beating it. Um, And yeah, it's super cool. Not a lot of replayability once you've figured it out, though, obviously, because, you know, once you've gotten it, that's kind of it, right? Uh, But I highly recommend it. If you can pick it up, it's pretty cheap. I got it on sale, and even then, it, it's, it was still really cheap. It was a couple dollars, and so like it's, I really, really recommend it. Um, okay, let's go. <laughs> How many goddamn games did I beat this weekend? Uh, let's go yeah. one more here. <laughs> <laughs> beat nine games. Oh my god. Uh, it's worth saying at this point as well. We all played all of the Itchmas games as well. So actually, the true completion number is more like twenty for you, Alex. More like fifteen for me, and more like twelve to thirteen for Paula. Yeah, it's like 25 or something. Like, because yeah. know, I played all the Itchmas games. Anyway, okay. Uh, so, why don't we, um, oh, you know what? Speaking of um, last, uh, our, our last podcast before we got into this, where we were talking about um, our like game of the year stuff, I went back and I beat Pokemon Card GB2 Great Rockadon Sanjo. <laughs> I love saying that whole name. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided I was home. I brought my uh, my little Game of Color EverDrive with one of my modded GBAs. And, you know, I look, when I was home, I decided, because they're three hours ahead of me, that I would just, because Canada's huge, that I would just not try to adjust to the time change and i'd just stay up at night and go to bed when i usually technically would so my parents and like brothers and stuff they'd all be asleep and so i would just be like up (laughs) playing video games until i fell asleep and it worked great no jet lag at all on the way back um so that was super nice um and so i decided like i'm gonna try this out and man this game is so good it is so good and like to be fair i love card games big time like huge huge fan of card games uh, in fact, I'll talk about one more before I, I jump off here. Um, but I thought I would be like kind of tired of it, but no, not at all. Because again, like the core gameplay is just creating and optimizing decks to fight in fun battles, right? Like even if, mm. even though I played about a year before, it doesn't matter because every battle is different. Um, so yeah, super fun. Beat the whole thing. Felt super good about it, and I'm just like. Yeah, really happy that I beat it. I'm like, childhood me is like, look at that. A game you never thought you'd get to play. <laughs> and there you yeah. go. <laughs> look at us. Who'd have thought it? Not me. <laughs> I know, right? Not me. <laughs> uh, and I'll talk about one more, actually, before I jump on. Because speaking of card games, this is a game that we did a little Secret Santa. Maybe we'll talk more about our kind of Secret Santa um, maybe next week or sometime. I don't know. Who knows? But uh, we did a fun little Secret Santa together. And Paula got me Inscription, which actually I was super glad because we did this thing where it's like, you know, five, two, one. And so she had to, got to pick between two to buy for me. And this was the one that I was like, I really want this game. But I didn't say anything. I was just like, I really want this one. I'm like, I don't care. I'll buy it for myself if I have to. But uh, this game is so fucking good. Like everything that people talk about this game and, ah, God, I can't say anything about this because yeah, it's a game. So I'm about to play it as well. But yeah. good. So I'm not all. I'm not gonna say anything except obviously though, like it is a card game, and if you don't like card games, you probably won't like it. <laughs> you might, but like that is kind of a part of it, right? Um, but the thing is, I fucking love 
card game so much because I love when you make like a really good play and you're just like, like everything, like, you know, like, oh, fuck. Anyway, inscription is phenomenal. Looks great. Um, Excellent concept. Just go play it. Like, that's all. Just, just play it. Don't look it up. Don't read about it. Just go play it. Um, And you're going to have a good time. And for anyone who's on the fence, this is from the guy who did Pony Island and the Hex. Yeah. So that should give you some idea of the pedigree as well. Um, Which I I've went got it on family share. My, my brother's just been like, you have to play this. Mm. And he already owns it. So it's like, okay, I'll download it and I'll get to it. I think you'll like it, Rick. Like, I, I don't know. I, it, I'm expecting to. Yeah, it's a good game. Um, I actually, like, I loved it so much. I Yeah, I went up and looked up Daniel Mullen's other games. And I was like, all right, buying Pony Island and the Hex now. Like, I'm just like, yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Pony Island's good if a little bit gimmicky. The Hex is very good. Yeah. Um, but as as a segue, a game that you recommended and, and I wasn't as keen <laughs> on ultimately, um, and this is going to sort of my beatings, is Chicory. Now, for me, this game sort of lives and dies to a great extent on how much you engage with the paintbrush mechanic. Yeah. I'm not very visually artistic. So the problem that I ran into is that, especially in the early game, it gets a bit better once you get to the later levels and it's like, right, well, there's a main quest line now. Um, you're running to these people and they're like, oh, can you paint my house? Or, oh, such and such would like really benefit from some colour. I was like, oh, I don't want to fucking paint, man. Like, don't, <laughs> don't make me do this. And so that, the game was always going to run into that with me. Yeah. Uh, I will say the writing is phenomenal. Yeah. I definitely engaged a lot with the story um, to the extent that you got a story through. Um, the game the game clearly has a lot of charm. There was a clear vision for what they were going for. And even when the mechanics can be a smidge on the wobbly side, I did really enjoy my time with it, and I'm glad that I played it. Um, the music, as you said, is is really, really good. Yeah. And I think if you're in any way a creative, you have to play this game. Mm-hmm. I think even if you're not, I think if you appreciate writing in games and you can sort of... Um, get through what maybe won't speak to you so much mechanically to get to that story, which is very much how I find myself experiencing that game. Um, you will still find something to enjoy there. Um, it, it, it's a game that clearly had so much love poured into it. And I think that shines through irrespective. Um, it's also worth noting that, that I, I really did bum rush this game. Um, when we compared times at the end, I think I, I'd literally completed it in half the time it took you to beat it, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> there's and um as we were saying oh god i'm oh, sorry i was gonna say i actually think a lot of the enjoyment from chicory is found in just exploring its world because there are a lot of fun hey. secrets in there but i mean like if you're liking it like it's one of those games where it's like it's zelda like right where there's a lot of um there's just a lot to explore that i think for me was like a lot of fun and it's cool this is a top-down zelda game just with a paintbrush mechanic that sort of has a uh, an impact on every aspect of it for better and for worse. I, I have to spoil one cameo that I absolutely fucking love. So right at the top of the map, um, <laughs> there's like a, a late, you already know what I'm talking about, where the, where the water comes down. Uh, and there's the frog detective from frog detective game. Um, <laughs> and he's lay on the sunbed and um, Chicky sort of goes and has a chat with him. And he's like, yeah, but I'm on holiday. So like, I, I'm not going to solve any mysteries right now. Like I'm, I'm having a break. And she's like, that's totally understandable. <laughs> I just, I love that. That was a really cool little touch. <laughs> I um i expect pal you'll probably fall in the middle i think you'll like it more than i did i don't think you'll vibe with it quite as much as alex did uh but i think you will have a really good time with it i don't know i have a yeah. feeling this is going to be a power game but we'll, we'll see yeah. maybe we'll see yeah. 
it's um her finger's gonna slip and the whole map's gonna be colored that's what i mean though like i feel like you're gonna have a fun time doing some color shit in this because like there's some stuff that you can unlock that because i uh, know i'm not gonna say anything but there's stuff you can mm-hmm. unlock like i unlocked all the brushes and um, of course you did, yeah yeah and all that stuff which yeah is very fun <laughs> I unlocked a lot to be fair. I did like some of the the side challenges where it made you sort of be a little bit more creative with the um, mm. with the puzzle solving stuff to get to presents and stuff like that. I I enjoyed that side of it a little bit, um, so that was cool. Nice. Um, next one I beat. This is a game by WayForward called The Mummy Demastered, mm. um, which I think was supposed to tie into the very forgettable Tom Cruise Mummy sort of soft <laughs> reboot thing that that was the one and only film in the Universal Monsters Cinematic Universe because mm-hmm. uh, they literally didn't make any of the others. Um, I think I think the only thing that survives from that universe is that picture of, like, the five actors and actresses that they were going to, like, pin it up on and it just didn't fucking happen. Uh, but the game is really good. It's, um, it's way forward. It's a 2D Metroidvania. I feel like they took a lot of their own homework from... Uh, aliens infestation on the ds which is a-okay by me because i fucking love that game i think it's really very good uh and this game is really very good as well uh in, in terms of mechanics in terms of um what it does with a relatively limited set of power-ups for a metroidvania game um it actually ties in quite a few of your um new combat abilities into exploration and puzzle solving which i liked um the map's really cool the pixel art is gorgeous uh the story is pish but you don't really need much of a story to do this kind of game the one thing that i found marginally annoying um is the way that it handles deaths so i only died twice in this game well Hmm. three times if you count the ending rush thing but that a doesn't technically count b's but spoiler um when you die it does a, a zombie you dark souls kind of thing uh, where you have to go and retrieve all your kit. Um, you retrieve all of that kit from a zombified version of your previous soldier. Um, that only happened to me once, and it was right before a boss room both times. It was a boss that I had a little bit of trouble with. Um, and the thing is, you just you go back and then you like stock up on health again before you go again. It felt like a needless contrivance. Like I would have rather just found that pack rather than had to fight a zombified version of my old self. I felt like that was just a bit pointless. Like I understood the story thing. I understood why it probably looked good on paper. I don't think it really added anything to the game in execution because it's not an especially hard game. Uh, once you've got a couple of health upgrades, like you can tank almost everything uh, in a good way, in a good way. But like the combat's good, albeit not necessarily super challenging uh, from an, Oh my God, I'm going to die perspective. Um, Alex is adding another game to his completions. I forgot. Oh <laughs> yeah. And he's typing, oh my God, Alex, stop. I forgot the color ones. <laughs> I was responding to Paulish. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, I this is the kind of Metroidvania. And if you've been listening to us for a while, you'll know that we sort of fall into two camps. There's Metroidvanias that in spite of not being an all-time Stone Cold classic, we can recommend you play. And there's the kind that are like eight out of tens, but it's hard to recommend over. Mm. This falls firmly into the former camp. It's a very short Metroidvania. I beat it in around about four hours. Um, mm. It's a really well executed one. Way forward, know their shit making this kind of game. So it's tight. It can, does exactly what you want it to do. 
Uh, I think I ended up giving it a nine out of ten, and it, yeah. that that markdown was only really because I thought there were a couple of little niggly bits just in in some of those sort of game design things around player deaths. I think it could have stood to be a slight bit more difficult, uh, and the map could have stood to be a little bit better. But otherwise, this is a really accomplished game. Um, regularly goes on sale for like half off or lower. And I think it's well worth a try as a little palette cleanser, which it very much was for me. So I played this between Chicory and my final two completions this time, uh, which were the parts one and two of the Doom Eternal Ancient Gods DLC. And this really was a, a DLC of two halves. The first half, not great. Really, really heavily skewed towards the kind of person who in the 12 months between the base game and the DLC release was playing this game over and over, getting high scores, smacking back the multiplayer. And I get that. I appreciate that. My personal view is that's what the harder difficulty levels are for. Um, It was about 18 months between me beating the base game, which I got on launch, and coming to the DLC. Um, I made the decision to drop the DLC down to easy rather than grind my skills back to be able to beat it on normal. And I, I, I struggled on easy. It, it's really heavily skewed towards the more experienced player um, in a way that, that in a lot of a lot of senses feels downright unfair. Um, the additions, to the extent that there are additions in the first pack, are really, really lackluster. Um, the level design is good. In that sense, it's cool. It's just the encounter design that feels really um, poorly skewed. Um the second part, they clearly listen to that feedback and credit where it's due. Um, I think you can safely skip part one by part two and have an excellent time with that DLC. Um, that DLC adds meat hook grappling on the super shotgun, which is really satisfying. Um, it adds two tiered slayer gates. So you you have to fight like one horde wave of enemies to continue. You can then optionally reload it Um fight loads more enemies in a much harder battle um, and unlock like a pointless skin for your character. But it's the it's the journey that matters there. And I think those two-tiered gates are the most fun I had with the DLC and up there with the most fun I've had with the rebooted Doom games. Um, they really nail that sort of knife edge of um, feeling so powerful when you kill the enemies, but also feeling like one wrong move and you will be decimated. And that is truly where the fun in these games is. Um, I, I would come out of those sort of 10 minute encounters, like breathing heavy, adrenaline pumping, just in the zone. And you just feel like a million dollars. It's so good. And if you, if you've liked any aspects of those two games, um, I cannot recommend the second half of the DLC highly enough. I also like that it kind of tied a bow on the new doom stories. So it'll be interesting to see when they make the next doom game, where they go with that, because the, the story that they started in 2016, to the extent that these games have a story, um, has a nice, clean sort of end point at the end of the Ancient Gods Part 2. And I thought that was quite cool. Um, so yeah, I Part 1, safely skip. Part 2, definitely check out if you've liked these games. Uh, and if, you, if you're a fan of sort of busy shooters, Doom Eternal and Doom 2016 are, are excellent Slightly more and less in slightly different ways. I think they're both well worth experiencing. They're really some of the best that sort of gaming in in the modern gen and the modern era have to offer. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's all of my completions. Why don't we uh, Why don't we go back to part two, Alex, and then we can we can jump <laughs> yeah. on Paolo's completion. 
I know. I'm so sorry, Paolo. Paolo's got like one completion and no retired. So when we get to playing, Paolo, you talk as long as you need to, okay? We're about to get a, a treatise on like Pokemon's <laughs> underground. Anyway, in, in this four hour video essay, I'm going to dissect the latest Atomic. Anyway, I actually did So they're laughing. The game I added is like, I forgot that I did do this. So. Uh, Picross S Genesis and Master System Edition. I went back because I'm playing another Picross game that I'll talk about and playing later. Um, and I started doing color Picross. And at first, I didn't like color Picross. But now, now I fucking love color Picross. And I, I want more of it. It's so <laughs> much fun. Like, it, it's such a unique... And, like, I don't... So Picross, obviously, black and white usually, right? So you're creating an image, but then the image sort of appears. And you can't really tell what the image is before. But in color Picross, you kind of can figure out what the image actually is because you're, like, inputting all these colors. And, like, I don't know. Like, it, it requires a different type of thinking because, like, co- two color pieces can be t- can touch each other, right? Like, they don't necessarily have to have an X in between them. So I think at first I was oh, like, I don't like Yeah, it. that kind of broke me, uh, like, the first time I played it was today. And yeah. the first puzzle was like, uh, how does this work? And the, by the third puzzle, I kind of figure out, but play it, a few more. It is difficult to switch. Yeah. So just to, to clarify, on color pick cross, each number is also colored to denote what color it is. Yes. And yeah. you you don't necessarily have a gap between colors. Exactly. The only time there's a gap is if they're the same color. Right. So if you had oh. like, yeah. So if you had a one, that's cool. Yeah. It's really cool. And like, what's also interesting is that some of the ways that you can solve these puzzles is like, you can look across rows and see like, okay, this row has these colors and this row has those colors as well. So maybe one of the colors is on that line. And so like, it's, it's really cool. And you, you like, you, sometimes it'll be as few as like three colors, but sometimes there's way more colors and it's just like, I don't know. It, it, it's really fun. And I'm glad I went back and did Picross S with it because Mega Picross was a little annoying because it was just reusing images from normal Picross. But this one, the color Picross, and especially in the second one, they're all different and they have little fun animations. So they're like actual, like, you know, like little sprites from some of the games. And so they'll actually animate them. So when you're looking on your screen, oh, you cool. see the movie. It's really cool. And I loved it. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, I did that. I beat that. I added a couple hours to my Picross game. Still the first one to add a score for that one, though, on uh, on How Long to Beat, which made me happy. (laughs) Um, Then I beat a game that I actually... I'm I'm a little more lukewarm on this one, so I beat Everhood, um, which Everhood can kind of best be described as, like, Undertale meets Guitar Hero, but, like, reverse Mm -hmm. Guitar Hero. So, like, the idea is you're this little dude who looks like Gino, like Red Gino from... Uh, the Super Mario RPG. Um, And you have to dodge these like incoming um, moves um, based on a rhythm. And, you know, it's fine. It doesn't really earn its weirdness, you know? Like it's basically trying to be kind of like a psychedelic acid trip kind of thing. But... It doesn't earn it, you know? Like, I never felt like I was invested whatsoever in the narrative. Like, you know, Undertale... Okay. This happens so often, right? Where, like, Undertale, people love its wackiness, but its wackiness had a really specific purpose and, like, a really clear narrative. 
Um, and, and yeah, there can be interpretation, and I don't mind that in a game. Uh, I don't like. I don't need it to be like spoon fed to me. I, I actually, in fact, one of the games I'll talk about later does not spoon feed it and is extremely fun. Um, but it's also consistent, and this one just doesn't feel consistent. Um, the gameplay is really fun and really intense, but the narrative is lacking big time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, and this game had my review on how it beat was this game has more. Uh, false endings than return of the king it's insane how many times this fucking game ends i was sitting there and i'm like is this the is this it is this the fine oh my god i'm like i swear to christ if you do one more fucking thing i'm gonna lose my mind and like it's because you know what i mean because mm-hmm. like it'll you'll have a moment and you're like the end and it feels good you're like ah oh, the end wait one more thing okay the end yeah oh wait one more thing <laughs> i was like make up your fucking mind guys like End your fucking game, you know? Like, oh my god. So anyway, I gave this like, um, like a like a six out of ten for me, you know. Like it was like it's good, but um, not really like great, you know. Um, hmm. and then another one that I played that I really loved is Toem. So this is one that I did the demo of back in Steam Games Fest, um, way back in the day, and it's the photography game. So like you're going around, you're on like this little journey in order to like see what's called toem so it's this kind of natural phenomenon mm-hmm. and so you're just kind of sent off and you go to little locales and you're given like a stamp sheet and the, the idea is that you have to get enough stamps in order to get a free bus pass to the next place so you're basically just getting bus passes going on i 100 mm-hmm. percented this game it's very short it's like three hours or so that is honestly my only complaint is that they made such a fun game that i'm kind of like i wish you had more um it's super charming it's super cutesy it's kind of like a hand-drawn sort of pencil style type game. Um, and yeah, it's just really fun. And like you can do these little compendiums where you get, like I went and found all the creatures. You can take photos of them and stuff. And like I did all the quests and all that stuff. And it's just uh, it's just really sweet. It's a very sweet game. Um, I played it on the Switch and I loved it. I think it'd also be excellent on PC. That's where I first played it. Um, but it's also just fantastic on the Switch. So highly, highly recommend Tome. It is extremely fun and cute. Have either of you seen this one at all? Uh, I hadn't. I remember looking at the demo, but thinking, I'm not sure if I'm that bothered about it. It does look mm-hmm. gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I would, it's worth if saying. You, if you ever see it on sale, I would really recommend it just because it's so short um, that like, it's okay. You know what I mean? It's one of those games where I feel like it would be like, like you said before, this would be a really good palate cleanser game. Um, you know, something to just kind of sink in because it's actually a little more RPG ish than you would think because you're doing all these quests Mm -hmm. and like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like (coughs) you're you're completing quests, you're finding things and you're like, Ooh, how does this quest connect to this quest? Oh, like this and stuff. So, um, it's, it's that kind of fun, like explore the map, find everything. And like the photography doesn't matter. Like it's not, they're not rating your photos. This is a game. My problem is Alec. Mm -hmm. My problem is my backlog is full of palette cleanser, <laughs> yeah. two or three hour experience that I just need to knock on the head. <laughs> and my game pass is full of said same experiences as well at the moment. Oh, yeah. We'll game get to that later anyway. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. You're, you're set for a while. But anyway. Um, now, actually, speaking of game pass, um, I, pe- I beat Unpacking on the PC. So I did it through PC game pass. Um, mm-hmm. this, is, this is a neat game. It's ironically. 
<laughs> yeah, about being neat because you're, un- you're unpacking. <laughs> so like, it's kind of a make your own fun game, you know, like in the okay. sense where the the it's a puzzle it's a puzzle game in like the loosest sense of the imagination um because technically certain things have to go in certain spaces um which i will also say game might be a little more difficult if you didn't like grow up i don't know it's a very like north american north american esque like north living north american north american like living arrangements i will say and so a lot of the like things that you're unpacking are extremely north american so like i don't think it'd be a major problem but like there might be some things where you're honestly like if you didn't grow up with that kind of stuff you might be a little like what the fuck is that you know so like and even me there's a couple items where i was like what the hell is this thing because it's pixels art so you can't always really perfectly tell what something is and it's also through the 90s up until like 2018 so some of that early 2000 stuff you might be like what (laughs) but it's not that bad (laughs) um i think it is really neat that it tells an interesting story through items um, because it's you're basically unpacking through a number of moves that this character does throughout their life and so you kind of get to learn about them. Like, I actually felt like I knew who this person was by the end of it based on the things that they carried throughout their life and, like, the things they got. And sometimes, you know, maybe they move into somebody else's place or maybe they did it, you know? And you're like, oh, it's really interesting. And, like, so I liked that. But I didn't really give a shit about making my space look aesthetically pleasing. So I was just kind of like, mm-hmm. ah, that goes there, which is also how I unpack. So I just kind of go, it uh, goes there. Uh, that'll go there. Uh, I'll put that there. I'll deal with that later. You know what I mean? So like, if you really, really, just, well, yeah. It will be interesting when I play this on Game Pass because I am like, kind of like, um, kind of like OCD. You're going to, comes to like sorting my stuff and making like the tough look pretty and so when i was playing the demo for this game for one of the steam things we did a a while back it actually took me a whole hour just to get the room the first room to look like the way i wanted it to look and then then the game crashed on me so uh, uh i had to like play again that first room it took me less time because this time i remember where i put the stuff but yeah um i don't know how much time it took you to play that game but it's gonna be like triple for me because of how of how, how big of a maniac i am i guess i beat this game in like two hours <laughs> like so fast and because i what? went what well, I, did, I didn't give a shit. I mean, I made it aesthetic <laughs> enough, but I didn't really care. I just went through it. Like, maybe two and a half hours, I think. I, I don't remember exactly what my time was on how I beat there. I was just looking at it through GOG and stuff. But yeah, it was about like two hours or like 40 minutes or so. Like I, I was looking at like fastest times and I was in there. Like I'm a little, like some people have completed it faster than I did, but I was in that kind of area. I just, it doesn't matter to me. Do you know what I mean? Like I was like, I don't care. Like I was <laughs> just putting the things up, you know, but you will have a great time. So if you really like that shit, yeah, Paolo, you're going to have fun. <laughs> oh my God. I'm, I'm going to like go into this game and never come out. Yes, that is exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> oh God. Okay, so I also beat a game that was not on my radar at all. 
And I just saw through Deku deals and I thought that art looks neat. And then I clicked on it and checked it out. And I was like, this is interesting. So it's called Yuppie Psycho Executive Edition. And it's a pixel art RPG, but there's no like combat per se. Um, it's more like, you know, a puzzle game when you're going around, you're like solve like um, various puzzles and whatnot. Where you play as now, it it's extremely vague as to where this place is. Like it's kind of a futuristic world where like people are split up by um by like ranks in society, and so and like corporations kind of rule the world basically. Which I was like, oh, so far off from where we were living now. <laughs> um, and you're this young dude who gets this in, gets this um, invitation sent to come work for this company, even though you're in like a really low rank. You live out in the boonies. Um, and this is like Centricorp, which is like one of the biggest corporations out there. And so you get there and shit goes fucking nuts. And like, this isn't really a spoiler because this is the very beginning of the game. It tells you this, but you've actually been hired to kill a witch who is like taking over this company and this game is horrifying, fucked up, awesome. Like, it is super fun. And it has so many different paths towards the end. I actually, apparently, I completed the, like, special ending that's only in the executive edition instead of the regular one. Because I just didn't know. I was, because I was exploring. And, like, literally, there's a whole section of the game that you don't even have to play. I was just exploring because like there's these floors and this elevator and so you can go to different floors and stuff and I got onto this like kind of narrative loop and I was just following the hints that they were giving me and I was like, oh, this is really cool and like did all this stuff and then when I got to the end, I was like looking up, I was like, I wonder if there's any more endings and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, what? <laughs> like I realized I just completely missed something <laughs> but I actually, I actually will say that the ending of this game doesn't really matter. This is really not a game where like the ending, I, like there maybe there's a canon ending. I don't know who knows, but like really, this is very much a game about the journey and about like seeing the cool characters and like exploring and finding stuff out. And so, um, I got a couple of the endings and was like, okay, well, I liked that one the most, so that's my ending, right? You know what I mean, like that kind of thing. Um, I don't know if I'll ever go back and try the original. Um, ending because there's like a midway point they do this thing where you um, the way you save is through soul like these like witch papers that you have to photocopy your face on um, and you only have a certain amount of them it's kind of like the Resident Evil typewriters uh, which uh, can be good and bad the good thing is that all your saves are accessible so every time you do when you go to load you can load up from literally anyone that you did so if you want to hmm. go back and do other endings, it's actually very easy because you can go and look and be like, okay, that's where the path, like my paths diverge. So I can go back there and I can go do that. So if I ever want to, I can really easily go back and just complete the rest of the game without having to, you know, go all the way through. The downside is that sometimes if you haven't used a witch paper or if, because this happened to me once the game crashed, you got to go and redo all the fucking shit that you just did from the last time. Um, didn't happen to me often. Um, cause they do give you a lot of witch papers, so they're not stingy on that. Like they give you quite a few, um, didn't happen to me often, uh, but it was annoying when it did happen. Uh, I recommend this game though. I recommend the executive edition for sure. Cause I think on PC there's just yuppie psycho, which is like the normal one, which I'm sure is fun too. But, uh, this executive edition was beefed up and, uh, super fun and really gorgeous art style. So with some really cool cutscenes throughout it. So yeah, cool game that I had heard absolutely no one talk about um personally so 
I would check it out if I were you. Okay, that's it. We're 45 minutes in and we're almost done playing. Paola, <laughs> or beaten, I mean. Paola, go ahead. So I finished Ghost Trick, Phantom Detective, and that's like the only game I managed to finish in, in all this time. But it was a great completion. The game is amazing. The art is amazing. Amazing. The the characters are very charming. The like the little animations they give to each character is is just like so neat. Like how how much attention to detail was to was like to everything and everyone, I guess. And I'm just gonna say without spoiling anything, but I didn't see that coming. <laughs> right. <laughs> there was like just one section of the game that was like more stealthy that I didn't like as much. Yeah. But in the gray in the grand scheme of things, it was like what one speck on the vastness of this amazing game. Hmm. Yeah, I did not see that coming either. <laughs> yeah, oh, honest, but... I, it ruined for me. I I, I oh, still no, loved really? it. Like the the, the twist is to your identity. Yes, someone talks about naming their pets. And my clever-ass brain put two and two together and was like, oh! <laughs> so I, I still had the reveal, but it, it was like halfway through the game and then the rest uh... of it once got, it was like, oh, okay, that was it. But do you know what? It's still incredible, even when that when that thing's ruined, mm-hmm. as you were. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I don't... I think I've said, like, everything I, I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I wanted to say about this game, like, over the past few weeks. Hmm. Yeah, to be fair, we've talked about it a lot, haven't we? (laughs) Yep. Oh, also, the... um, Oh, my God, I I forgot. Missile. I I don't usually like dogs because I'm kind of scared of them. But I would have a missile. Missile is best boy. Missile is best boy. So there, that's uh, Ghost Trick. So see you at the other side of the retirement. (laughs) So Rick, want to take it away? (laughs) Yeah. So I've got four, and Alex has also got four. Um, right. Okay. So, mm-hmm. um, mo- to be honest, two of mine are like come back to later, and one of them's like come back to maybe. So, mm. uh, Legend of Zelda: Oracle of Seasons, like the game of the month had long passed. I barely started it. I've got other things going on. I've got this game pass month, three month thing I'm trying to do. I was just like, I don't really want to play it right now. So it's gone back in the backlog. It's, you know, um, Crimson Gen Saga on the PSP. Um, I was having a great time with the game. It got to the point where I was about to like wander into the open world and do lots of battling. And as fun as the game has been up to that point, I spent like eight or nine hours with it. It's hard to tell because the game counter is balked. So um, whenever the PSP has slept, it counts that as in-game time. So I was on something like 379 hours, which I definitely hadn't played. Uh I, I was just at the point where it's like, right, I either really commit to this game and, and go through the open world and do some questing. Um, I'd got to the point where it's like, oh, you need to find the other five MacGuffins to like advance the plot where you find out that the advisor really is evil and they're going to be the true final boss in, in you know classic RPG fashion. Um, or I could put it in the backlog um, in, the, in the custom tab I've got called To Be Continued. When I'm feeling an RPG like that, it's going to be a very easy RPG to pick back up. And I can feel happier about what, truth be told, is probably a retirement. Mm. Um, and then <laughs> Gundam Breaker 3, Break Edition. Uh, it's a great little sort of hack and slashy sort of third-person combat thing. How much you enjoy the game is sort of predicated on how much you're willing to engage with the Gundam side of things, um, how much you want to mess about with parts. It lacks a lot of the 
granularity of a game like Custom Robo Arena, where you can really move things about in a way that is more meaningful. You can sort of polish your model, pose things, do other stuff like that. You don't really have that flex in Gundam Breaker 3. The game's good. I, I just sort of had my fill of the combat. And again, it's gone on the TVC pile. It's probably one I'll come back into the future. Um, but because I wanted to free my Vita up for another playthrough, I was just sort of minded to say, okay, I've had my fun for now. I'll park it for now. The one retirement that I think really is a retirement um, is Castlevania, Lords of Shadow, Mirror of Fate for the 3DS. So this was like the side call in the Lords of Shadow games. It's a 2D Metrobania by Mercury Steam, who went on to make um, the critically acclaimed Alex low-key derided Metroid Dread. It's, it's not a great game on the 3DS. Visually, it's stunning, but the movement's very, very stodgy. It feels like... And I had a similar problem when I tried um, Batman Origins Blackgate a few weeks back. It feels like they tried to make a Metroidvania that was as faithful to the feel of the 3D third-person action game it ties into as possible. And the two don't truly gel because the combat from the third-person action game is very, very stodgy in a way that doesn't translate well to a Metroidvania. Or at least didn't feel like it did to me. Your movement's quite sluggish. Your combat options are limited, but in a way that feels limited. Um, You have upgrades that don't really feel meaningful in the early game. Uh, I had already tried this game once on PC, where I owned it on Steam. Uh, Retired it before I even got to the point where I got to the 3DS version. Um, Mock Turtle on the forums, I'd had a conversation with and said, well, I feel like it was really made for the 3DS. Uh, You might find you have a better time with it there. And I've got a hack 3DS. It's like, you know, I'll give it a go. Yeah, I gave it much more of an attempt. I got maybe an hour, an hour and a half in. Just wasn't feeling it. And I've got no other attachment to the Lords of Shadow sort of reincarnation of that franchise. So I didn't feel any compulsion to continue. Um, It's technical feat, otherwise not great. And and that's my view on that game. And I'm certain I'm not going to come back to that one. Uh, That's my retirements. Alex. Nice. Yeah, so my retirements are all just kind of like, I'm done kind of games you know like um monster hunter rise i'm done i I got to the four star in the campaign and that's when the monsters like the bosses start to get like you gotta fight them a long time you know and i just didn't like the loop anymore like the loop is like enter in uh, hit 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 the monster monster runs away chase 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 monster hit 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 monster monster runs away chase 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 monster again again and again and i was like okay this is clearly a game designed for multiplayer and i bet you anything in multiplayer this game is dope but i was just like i got my fill you know what i mean i'm like i don't really there's like i'm no longer feeling intrinsically rewarded while playing this i'm just kind of like eh, i think i'm done um so yeah, Monster Hunter Rise, eh, done. I don't. I'm never gonna go back to it. Like sometimes I say to myself, like, oh, maybe one day. No, I'm not going back to this game. This this game is, uh, yeah, it's just it's on the retirement pile forever now. <laughs> um, but I enjoyed my time with it, you know. And I think if you are gonna try this one, like, just you, you need some friends to play it with. I think to get the yeah. full enjoyment out of it. Um, 
because those long monster hunts, they're not fun on your own. They're just kind of tedious um, and, and get a little repetitive by the end of it. Um, I also retired Lego Harry Potter collection because I just I had my fill. I, I, I literally bought that game because it was a couple bucks and I was like, I know that I only want to play a little bit of this. <laughs> that's all I mm. did. And I was very happy. Um, so that's good. I mean, someday, you know, I might have that like desire to like do more of it. And the thing with it is that it's consistent. I know what I'm going to get if I go into it. You know what I'm saying? So like, there you go. Um, wonderful 101 Remastered. Ah, ah, No. Oh my god! This is this is a Alex piece of shit. The listeners at home, it looks like he smelt a really bad fart. That's what it is <laughs> yeah. playing this game. This is trash. Yeah, that bad. Oh my that god! Bad. It's so fucking. Oh, oh my, my god. god! I hate this. I hated this. So, first off, they clearly <laughs> didn't know what the fuck to do because this was a Wii U game. So there's just a little fucking screen hovering over yeah. your fucking screen the whole time, and you're just like, get the fuck out of my way. Um, and then like. Oh, they're like, <sighs> clearly this was designed with a touchpad that had a little thingy that lets you do shit on it because using your right stick or whatever fucking stick to create these like motion movements doesn't fucking work. It just doesn't work. I spent like five minutes at one point trying to make a fucking circle out of my little shit ass guys to do some fucking quick time event. And I was like, I'm done, man. I'm fucking done. This is garbage. This is garbage. And like combat wise, I'm like, there's too many little dudes on here. What is happening? I'm like, it's so confusing. It's such a visual garbage vomit mess. Like maybe, maybe I need to play this on my TV in order to see fucking everything. But like, I even then I don't think that's gonna. Oh fuck, man! I don't like this game. It's not a good game. It's bad. I bet it'd be better on PS4. I bet the touchpad would actually make way more sense if they probably. actually bothered to implement it. But they probably yeah. Won't. Even then, that's gonna fix the screen and screen. Yeah, the screen and screen. Oh my god, that and also why? Because there was nothing on the screen and screen that I needed to see. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like, bet from like a coding perspective, it was a nightmare because there were there were yeah. some internal areas where it would like take you in. To the uh, gamepad that was like one of the ways that they utilized it so unless you're going to like go back into the code and rebuild whole sections um this game should have died on the Wii. for a game like this <laughs> yeah. oh my wow God. put that on the, back the box. listen me. i'm just saying it was on the wii u and that's where it should have just stayed it was designed for the wii u that's that leave it alone you know what i mean like i'm like this, some wii u games don't deserve to come back and this is not one this is one of them it did not deserve it had a kickstarter and now i get it like do you know what i mean like now i'm like oh yeah you had to fucking kickstart this because you, <laughs> no one was gonna bankroll it because they're like no i think i'm good <laughs> so anyway i mean listen i don't regret giving money to platinum because frankly i would like them to have some but when it comes to this game, I'm like, <laughs> I know that there are people who love this. And if you love it, um, what is wrong with you? But secondly, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. If you like it, I, I, I'm happy for you, but I just couldn't do it. And I love Platinum's games, but I was just like, you do, like I felt like my head hurt as I was playing it. I was like, I don't understand. This is a visual mess. <laughs> just like, get out of here. So anyway, that's wonderful 101 for you. Ugh, just not touching it out of here. Um, and the last one was After Party, uh, which just, I, I don't know. The, okay, this game is the one where you uh, you die, you're in hell, 
and it's like about drinking and like you're gonna like you're gonna get into like a drinking contest with satan and it's kind of like you know it's like that oxen free ish kind of game where it's got like the dialogue choices and stuff uh it's just kind of boring you know and like honestly like context i don't drink um i used to back in the day but like i don't really like want to play a game about getting blasted i guess <laughs> you know what i mean like uh and i don't know maybe the game deals with it a little bit because like i'm wondering how they died and like i don't know but you can also make choices to make them not like crazy drinker i don't know i don't vibe with this game you know i just don't um it it it's okay it, again it's by the people who made oxen free but yeah i just i don't know it just doesn't really like it's not compelling, I guess. It's it's pretty funny at points, I will admit. But overall, like the kind of puzzly nature of some of it, like some of the drinks can give you like special, you know, abilities as you're like talking to people, like, oh, you have more confidence, so you can do this, and like that'll help you solve like little like puzzles and stuff. And the walking just feels really slow in it, um, which is a death knell to me, especially in a game where you have to go back and forth to a lot of places in order to solve puzzles. And I'm like, this is really slow. I feel like I'm just like slowly walking through everything. Um, so yeah, I can't recommend it. You know, I I can only say that it's, it's fine. Um, if you liked Oxenfree, it's not at all like Oxenfree. That's the thing, right? So like if you're, if what you enjoyed about Oxenfree is that story and that narrative, that's not what you're getting here. You are getting quality writing though. The writing is obviously, I, I would say is quite top notch, but yeah, I don't know. You're, you're, Love for this is going to really vary as you go through it. So anyway, uh, that's all my retirements. So why don't we move along then? Uh, Yeah, we're we're almost at an hour here. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So Paolo, why don't you take us away with what you've been playing lately? Well, I haven't been much, but I've been playing a lot. Mm -hmm. So first of all, well, Cupid Cupid Parasite is like the one game that I didn't get to play as much as I would ask. I would have liked because, well, well, living between like the exams and holidays and stuff, I kind of were, I kind of like either didn't have the time or I was around people. You don't play a Thomas. You don't hmm. play Cupid Parasite when you're at your parents' house. You just don't. Um, I don't, I, I, so I didn't want to answer like your questions. So I was like, okay. Um, playing this sporadically and I'm literally like just at the very start of the I want to say like the grand finale route uh, so I'm really looking forward to it because I hear that it's like the funniest of them all and well there is one extra character that I haven't talked about and it's featuring that route I don't know what is going to happen I don't know what's left to explore in the game but I'm here for it the uh, second game that I've been playing, Fire Emblem Genealogy of the Holy War. I switched consoles again from the Switch to the Vita, and I'm emulating it on my Vita. And <laughs> it's because it's like it's the only way to play like the 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 game like portably that it doesn't look like shit and it is in English. And the irony is, you need a Sony console to do that. Yeah, like, 
Though, trying to play on the Switch was an interesting idea, but the game is completely in Japanese, and I kind of like didn't want to like have to look up like the guide every time I had to like read what was going on. So I was like, okay, fuck it, I'm going. I'm playing on the Vita and restarting this. This that was the fourth time I've been restarting the game. I pretty much blasted the the prologue, no problem at all. I am very happy because I, ca I can actually see the letters on the screen now. And the emulator on the Vita makes makes the game like look like really crisp mm. and kind of nice. Uh, the only problem is that the audio is a little bit iffy, but you win some, you lose some, and I rather have like iffy audio over iffy graphics because well, I don't want to make my eyesight worse trying to decipher whatever was going on on the 3DS screen. I was also going to say, like, I think there's been some, like, from pretty reputable, like, leakers that this game is likely receiving a remaster this year. Um, like, a Ooh. release. Yeah, because there's, well, there's a big, like, big rumor from a number of people who have, like, very correctly predicted a number of things, like Dread and, like, a few of the others, and it said that, like, there's a Fire Emblem game coming and that it's a remake, not, like, a new one. Um, and there's, uh -huh. and, like, in the Echoes vein, so, like, they're saying that, like, there's a good chance that it's going to be, like, a Fire Emblem Echoes whole genealogy of the holy war kind of thing so anyway fifth restart incoming yeah i am here for it the only thing that i kind of wish they they keep when they make the transition is like the the pixel art when the map is is like zoom out because what they did in three houses is really like not something i like to see though i'll be because honest like the, it's gonna happen yeah it's intelligent systems who's working on it apparently and so i would i i can't see a world where they don't use the engine that they used for three houses um you know what i mean like i just can't imagine them not doing that you, you know but i agree with you i like the pixel stuff too <laughs> yeah i would still like play the the remake because so far i'm i'm currently like in the middle of chapter two i think yeah, in the middle of chapter two. Oh yeah, the chapters have multiple missions on each map. So there, instead of the traditional 20 something chapters, it's like 10 chapters and each chapter is like super fucking long. And yeah, I'm in the second chapter, somewhere in the middle. And I can say the gameplay is solid. Like it is very, very good. They, they introduce abilities on this uh, fireman game, which is neat. I have like a tit with all the abilities and like all the actual numbers. The one thing that I'm missing here from the because I play like the remaster version from the other games is the ability to like see the whole area where the enemies um has like I want to say like access to or like the ability to toggle the area of attack of each enemy unit and leave it there. Because here you can see it, like you can toggle like for one unit, but the moment you uh, go do something else, that that area disappears, and you have to, like to memorize where the enemy was going to attack. Um, so here is like pinnacle fire emblem, at least old school fire emblem, because you have the uh, weapon triangle, you have the train thingy, and also you have now the um what's the name for it the the abilities introduced and then you have the arena and the arena works differently in this game because 
instead of being able to die at the arena, your unit only gets like reduced to one HP. And you can retry the arena like I think you can battle a total of seven battles on the arena. And in some chapters, like in chapter two, if you finish like the, the seven battles, you actually get a character. Hmm. Which is neat. And the character is really good, by the way. And the only thing that is kind of good, but depending on the person, is how difficult can be to get some of the characters. Because since you have like multiple objectives and you have like to seize different fortresses, there is like one specific character that is a very strong swordsman or swordswoman, really. And it is horrible because you have to lure her away, hopefully not lose the unit you used to bait her in the process, and then like seize the, the fortress, and then tack to the unit, and then you can recruit her. But the, all that effort, all those reasons were worthy in the end because she's pretty much carrying like my army in certain situations. Um, yeah, I think that's all I wanted to gush about uh, this Fire Emblem game because otherwise it's going to carry on for too long. <laughs> anyway. I just wanted to add real quick too. So I was just, because th this game was in my mind because like in December, uh, I think it's Asahi TV did like a big special in Japan about like um, they polled 50,000 people in Japan about like what their favorite games were of all time um, to make like a big list. And oh. there was, there was two Fire Emblem games that went on it. Fire Emblem Three Houses at 23, but then Genealogy of the Holy War was at 94. Mm. It's like considered yeah. the best of the old school Fire Emblem games in Japan. And we never got it. So I'm like, I feel like if there is a remake, because that's going to make bank, right? First off, it'll sell in the West because yeah. everyone loves Fire Emblem now and no one's actually played this game except through emulators. Um, and secondly, and it's, very, it's Japan's love favorite. It on the East. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's never been remade, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, not like, it's not only Japan's favorite, but, but a lot of, um, I guess, Fire Emblem players that I've been following on, on YouTube they say it's like their favorite game, like the best yeah. Fire Emblem game ever and stuff like that. And it's actually like rated pretty highly in that regard. Yeah, that's why I was pissed uh, in the so yeah. League. Someone picked up Unannounced Fire Emblem and I was like, damn it! <laughs> damn it! <laughs> I wanted yeah, that. I right. wasn't happy about that. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, sorry, keep going there, pal. Yeah, the other game that is a remake from another game, because we had a game expecting a remake and... Uh, never mind. <laughs> I'll see myself out. Hmm. Uh, Pokemon Shining Pearl for the Switch. And again, this has been like surprising like my guilty pleasure kind of game. Because I've already put like 50 hours into the game and I've only gone like through the sixth gym. Part of it is because I chose like this post, I guess, more complicated like party to obtain for the game. Including one game that I have to including one Pokemon that I have to trade from my boyfriend because I was like, hey, we don't have any gems here, so I can make my team whatever I want, right? Except, well, for the Pokemon that aren't available before the, the post game, which actually included Glaceon, which I really wanted on my team, but whatever. So I, I ended up going with, if I have the, my notes here, with Togekiss. Miss Majus, 
a Gardevoir Roserade, and those four alone are stone evolutions. Not only are stone evolutions, but the stones you need them to evolve. Um, so two of them evolve by Chinese stone, and there's only one Chinese stone before the uh, before the Elite Four. So I had to create a special pickup ability team to farm uh, battles until someone pick a fucking um, Chinese stone. Which took more than you would think, especially because they keep just picking up downstones that I didn't need at all. They pick up some uh, dusk stones really quickly, which I needed two of, which I was grateful for. But then it's like it was like, hey, where are the Chinese stones? Are these fucking things like locked be uh, locked like version lock or something like that? No, they weren't. I was just pretty fucking unlucky, so I was like three hours looking for a fucking Chinese stone. And the other less painful to evolve, no wait, actually one of these was uh, another of the painful ones, but Altarian Hodgecrow. Like, yeah, I had the card that did not evolve with Stone and Hodgecrow did. Anyway, um, I, almost lost, lost, I almost lost my mind there trying to find the stones, but I now have a fully evolved team by Jim Six. And I pretty much use my pickup team like most of the time when I feel like I'm too overleveled because that way um, I, I get like extra stuff that I can sell for money. And then I just switch to my regular team and hopefully there aren't like too overleveled for the Elite Four later. Uh, hopefully. But going with a strange party, even though it, it was a pain in the ass to get all the stones, it has been a lot of fun because, first of all, I don't have my starter and the starter tends to get, like, broken, like, really fast because of how they are, like, designed. And here I have, like, a slower, I guess, Pokemon that level up more slowly, in a way, or that have, like, very interesting movesets. So even though, like, I don't have a water type, I have a water type move on my target is which I don't know why it learns, but I'm not gonna complain. And if I keep catching about this game, I'm gonna be here forever. The, the other thing that has made it a lot of fun is that I'm actually playing like side by side with my boyfriend. So it kind of like limits my my game time when he's not playing. So, but at the same time, it's like, oh, he's like at this part of the game, so I can't go further. Let's go to the underground because I haven't cut enough time there already. Um, which by the way, it has been a lot of fun because since I've been farming a lot in the underground, I can actually like give him like hard skills, DMs, evolutionary souls to him. It's, it, so I guess it's a it's a win win scenario for him in a way. So what you're saying? So, is yeah, that's... if you need a hookup, talk to Paula. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um. I swear, I am not, like, negotiating, like, the black market of Pokemon Shiny Pearl or anything. Yeah. Uh, that aside, <laughs> another game that I've been playing alongside someone else is Animal Crossing New Horizons, because, well, I'm finally, finally on vacation, and my nephew kind of caught wind of that. <laughs> and he, he's been calling me the last couple of days and saying, hey, can we play, like, Animal Crossing New Horizons while we talk? 
so as a a very caring uh, aunt, <laughs> I shall love like, and it, it it has generally been a lot of fun because I I I like like interacting with people where I play like this kind of game. Hmm. And since we tear ideas or like uh, he gives me items and, and I give him items back and we exchange stuff, it has made the experience a lot more interesting because we've been sharing ideas and he actually showed me his island and his happy home paradise, I think. The, the expansion archipelago and He's actually a better home decorator than I am. And his island is real pretty. And literally, like, yesterday, I was telling him, hey, I'm, I'm really correcting my island and stuff like that. And suddenly, he came today and was like, hey, I really corrected my island, like, and changed, like, a lot of stuff. And he's good at it. <laughs> and I'm like... Who told you that? You're very good at this. I said like this in comparison. Uh, so yeah, but and uh, since like he he actually like else, oh my god, I can't speak today. He he finished the DLC already. So whenever he, whenever I am like, oh, when do I get this thing? I just ask him and let him like take this spotlight for a couple of minutes and. Or a couple of hours sometimes. Hmm. Um, so yeah, that that has been a strangely wholesome and fun experience that I wasn't expecting at all. And then the one of the games I received for Christmas was a very attorney. Thank you, Rick. Very welcome. The art is amazing, right? Like, yeah, I saw the game and, and I was like, hey. Is this like completely like hand-drawn because it looks like it and it is amazing and the game has so much personality and I love it to pieces ah! <laughs> I'm only like half an hour into the game and I really love it and um, pretty much starting to investigate like what happened this is uh, um, for those who don't know this is pretty much Ace Attorney with birds and other animals and it is amazing and... it's set in like 19th century France so it's just yeah. a very specific vibe where you're there and also you're all like anthropomorphized animals. Yeah, I'm really liking the vibe and the music. It kind of like the music, like the vibe of the music kind of reminds me of Ace Attorney a little bit, mm -hmm. but not quite because of, I guess, because of the setting. So the music is is more fitting of the setting mm -hmm. still. I'm still loving this, and I don't know why you have a wallet. I don't know why I need a wallet for, but well, here I am. Oh, and when they give you like the Facebook with all the characters, like all the characters you've that. seen so far, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, this is like uh, top humor in this game. Writing's amazing. I know, Rick. I I know why you like it so much. I need to go back and play this. I you need to go years. back and play it. It's and I love that, yeah. Go on, sorry, go sorry. On. I love that it is written from the point of view of like the companion bird, mm -hmm. because it's like he he tries to be like very like objective for most of the cast, but when 
it's like his page is like, oh, what a handsome bird or something like that. It's, it mm. just has a lot of charm. Also, I don't know if I'll be using it, if it's just a joke or whatever, but I have a little red herring for a piece of evidence. Red herring, and I, I love, love that. Yeah, you should. Oh, I will. Have you played this game, Alex? No, here's oh, the deal. You should I'm play not it. playing it until like when it'll go on sale and then I'll check it out. It's like with Rick said with Toem. I'm like, I there is a world where I will 100% play this game. This is a game I will play. <laughs> I'm just not sure when. Yeah. Okay. It's for both of you. Like It's, it's yeah. writing and courtroom drama and it's just so up your alleys. Yeah, I, yeah, like, okay. I know I'll, I'll be... play it. Yeah. I just want to say I'll be very careful talking about this game like onwards and try not to spoil it too much. Like I would appreciate it. Because that. if you're gonna play it, I don't want to ruin it for you. Thank you. Yeah. Though a play we're both playing, it seems, is <laughs> Pitcross Love of the Nazarek for Nintendo Switch. Which I literally like picked up like yesterday because I saw I saw it on the document. I was like, right, I wanted to buy this game. <laughs> and then I check. And it was on on sale, and I have like gold coins like that were about to to like go away. So it was like, okay, let's get this. So I've been playing this for an hour. Um, I really like that. It... Okay, so I'm actually an Overlord fan. Oh, you are okay because and... I've never watched Overlord. <laughs> yeah. So the fun thing is that. Well, Overlord was initially like um, a light novel, and then it got an anime adaptation, and now it apparently has a Picross game, which is amazing. And I wasn't expecting like that little bit of story and how they are kind of like remembering stuff that happened by solving Picross, and it's such a detail. So, well, I'm solving the pickers. I haven't like watched all the seasons, by the way. But mm. as I'm solving the pickers, it's like, oh right, that happened. Oh yeah, I fucking hated that character and stuff like that. And then I got to the color pickers that you mentioned earlier. Fuck yeah! <laughs> My brain hurt the first round, mm-hmm. but then I think I got the hang of it. It's- it was still a lot of fun. I'm probably going to go back to all my old Picrosses just to play color Picross. <laughs> oh my god. I Wait, there's like a, uh, a completely color Picross one? No, no, no it's just like, like in, in Picross, there's color Picross oh. like modes that you can play. And I always skip them because it was yeah. like me. One day I'll get into Mega Picross too. Oh god. <laughs> oh, Mega Picross is... Other thing, I I think I only started to liking it after like the seventh or eighth Picross game. Yeah. And before that, it was just busy work. Yeah, you know. But something clicked, and it was like, yeah, I like it. Something Nazarick, and then. <laughs> no. That's not the same of me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, sorry. I guess, well, I guess I'll jump in because I'm also playing it, but I'm coming from the perspective of knowing nothing about Overlord. I didn't even know it was called Overlord. I looked up Lord of Nazareth. I was like, what's this anime? And I was like, 
and then nothing came up and I just the game and I was like what and then I was like oh oh it's on something called Overlord so then I watched one episode of Overlord and within 15 minutes someone was already fondling someone's boobs and I went all right it's this kind of show (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah I was like this is the kind of show this is I was like I think I'm good I'm sure it's fun and it seems like it must be super popular in Japan like I don't I don't know like it seems like it's like got a lot going on but you know how sometimes like you stumble into a thing where you're like oh this is really popular and i know nothing i'm just here for the pit cross (laughs) 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 like hi everybody just here to play some games and then i'll peace out um so anyway i just think the art's cool though like honestly like it's just fun doing pit cross puzzles for like cool anime art you know what i mean like i'm like that's just kind of fun and neat so um yeah, I dig that. Uh, so anyway, yeah, playing Lords of the Nazareth. It's just something that I do when, like, partner and I are, like, watching Succession or something. I'll just be like, let's do some pit cross. <laughs> um, <laughs> also playing a game that I think you two will love, Shin Megami Tensei Five. Uh, I just started it. I'm genuinely not far in the slightest into this game. Uh, but, like, really cool so far. I like the start. Um, I will say... It's gorgeous, but I'm like sort of sad that they're stuck to the Switch a little bit because it looks really beautiful on the Switch, which makes me think if this didn't have to be on the Switch, I bet this game would be fucking stunning. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I, I bet it gets a big box port in, in a year or two. Um, yeah, imagine. It's moving for it's easily done. Um, Digital Foundry found yeah. some things in the game that they thought sort of pointed to a possibility yeah you- yeah imagine this like on a on an xbox one x on or on the pc yeah how because it already looks beautiful on the switch yeah and at the same time this, this, oh yeah it's always better on a handheld is always, i think you were about yeah, yeah that's what i was gonna that say like as much as i love but then i think about it and i'm like well i did play persona 5 which is amazing but i just also think persona 5 is a different experience i'm not to compare them oh. i'm just thinking of like an rp like a jrpg that i played recently um and so, like, yeah, I did that one for hundreds of hours on that. But it's also, like, Shin Megami Tensei just feels so much more... It, it's just more focused on the combat, right? Like, it's really just, like, that's the core here is, like, the combat and the negotiations. And so I don't know if I'd be willing to sit on my yeah. couch and play this game, you know? Like, I really need to have this on the go. Um, but anyway, I I th- I think so far... I think I am going to actually play this one quite a bit. I don't know if I'll beat it. Who knows? Uh, but hey. I think I'm going to get much further into this one than four. Um, that I do feel because so far I like it. Um, and then you can go back and fix what you missed. Yeah, I really should yeah, jump back four. into that. <laughs> it's no, just so big. Four. Do you know what I mean? It's not even that it's like, I know that's good, but like I tried it and it didn't go good. And I just know to myself, I'm like, it's just not happening. So I just can't. Well, I also bought like Radiant Historia because they had like a big eShop sale on the 3DS. And so like that's my RPG. Perfect chronology, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's a whole different thing. Maybe we'll talk about that in 2022 plans. <laughs> uh, I also started um, Judgment. Just, oh, yeah. Paula? I was going to say, you haven't gone like through the first boss, right? Like the first proper boss. No, maybe that will stop me like it did in 4. <laughs> Okay, just gonna say my my I haven't seen it yet. I mm-hmm. kind of like have an idea where it is, mm-hmm. uh, and you still have like a lot of time before that. Mm-hmm. But my boyfriend was like, my boyfriend said it was brutal, but he actually he managed to beat it 
like in a couple of attempts, but it it, it was kind of brutal. I, I yeah, know. Stop it! Don't put him off. Yeah. Don't put him off. I know what I'm in for. I know what these games are. <laughs> oh yeah, like I'm not trying to put him off. I'm trying to say like prepare. No, don't worry. I am. I've I've read a lot on this, and because I played four, I know what I'm like. I know what I'm getting into. You know what I mean? I think with four, I didn't. I thought I was like, oh, I'm I'm in for a fun JRPG, and I was like. What is this Dark Souls bullshit? You know, like I was like, <laughs> God damn it. Um, this is even before Dark Souls for me. So I was like, what is this shit? And like now I'm realizing I'm like, um, yeah. Also, you know, it is funny though. And I just, small tangent, but like I see a lot of like, there. there's like two camps on like Shin Megami Tensei, right? On the internet. There's like those who are just like way too into it. And then the, like uh, those who are pissed off that people compare it to Persona 5 those who are pissed off that reviewers don't know everything about SMT and are just like, (laughs) why don't they? And I'm like, y'all are all, this is all stupid. (laughs) And I feel like what's annoying is it's almost that like, I see these videos where they're just like, why do people compare it to this? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? When you play the game, they have the same stuff how would you not compare them? <laughs> like, do you know, like, it's different where like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, as I play it, I'm like, all of the attacks and all the monsters are the same. So like, I don't think it's unfair to compare these, especially if you're trying to just to decide what you're going to enjoy. Now, Shimigami Tensei is an acquired taste and that's not a bad thing. It's just, it is very much an acquired taste. It's kind of like, and, you know, the, I think the reason we end up comparing them to something like Persona 5 is because it's a quick shorthand. You know what I mean? It's like, it's easier to compare it to that than it is to, I don't know, compare it to like Devil Survivor, right? Like, which no, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, more people should have played. I have no problem when they compare it like to Chimami I mean, they compare Chimami Tensei to Persona. The problem I have is when they either only compare it to Persona 5 or the review, uh, Finally, it's like, hey, th- this isn't like in Persona 5, but they never tell you, like, how it's different. Yeah, and I get that. Like, and listen, I, I'm not going to defend reviewers, frankly, because I have no stake in that game. But one thing that I will say is, like, it is just different, right? Like, it, I, I would highly recommend if you go into this game to really don't think this is Persona, because it is not, you know? Like, just, yeah. just and, take it And I'll go out Prepare to use I'll say that every single tool. I'll what? say that it is a problem they compare. It's like comparing Pokemon to Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Like, mm, uh... yes, they have the same characters and the same moves, but there's just a fundamental difference in the way that they operate, the way that it's all set up. Because yeah. you, you straight up, you don't have social links in... Um, in yeah. like regular and i see you what you're you don't have negotiations in persona it, it's just different yeah i see what you're saying but at the same time like the main combat um system is so similar that like i similar. I, I i get it but i think yeah. it is it, I, I think it is for instance like, i actually I say think... it's more like comparing pokemon to the legends arceus game that's coming out because legends arceus looks quite different mm. but it has a similar combat system and so i think it's you know anyway I don't want to actually get into this. That'd be an interesting com- that would be an interesting conversation when that comes out. We'll come yeah. back to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, we should probably like do a new game plus on like mainland series and there's been the first time like that. That's a good idea. Let's let's write that down. Write that down. Yeah, mainline <laughs> and spin-offs. Um, okay, because I already know we're going super long. I'm talking too much. Sorry. Uh judgment. I started judgment. Um Yakuza guys, but you're an attorney now. 
fun. <laughs> That's all I have to say. It's uh, also they had an English dub as well, but I will say Yakuza Like a Dragon's English dub I think is like incredible. This one is good, but I also feel like they're a little like um, they're still sort of like finding their footing a little bit with this one. Um, and so mm. I've been I, I switched to the Japanese and it's much better. Um, but uh, I really like it so far. It's a cool game. Um, also playing Death's Door. Hard as balls, Zelda-ish game. But it's not that, actually, it's okay. It's not that hard. You're going to die a lot, but it's just because, like, you don't have a lot of health and some of the enemies are, like, real, like, like, kind of the shit. Um, it's fun. It's really cute. It's not remarkable, I don't think. I think it's very competently created. Um, but it's not, like, the greatest thing ever made. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just good. It's just a good, solid, constructed game. Um, you know, sword combat. It's a lot of that like slash roll. Um, and then you have like magic, um, spells that you can use like a bow and arrow and like stuff like that. And, um, it's, it's like, not like it's kind of formulaic. Like you sort of do the same thing in each area, but like with new sort of puzzles, like Metroidvania ish, where you unlock new abilities as you go along. Um, it's fun. I like it. Uh, not super long either. I'm almost at the end. That's kind of all I have to say about that. And the last one is there is no game wrong dimension. Uh, which is a point and click, um, not game. So I don't even really know why I'm here to talk about it because it's not a game. So, you know, that's it. <laughs> it's really, really funny. It's it's funny, very hilarious, and I really recommend it. I think it's on the Switch, but, like, don't buy it there. Um, <laughs> I, like, I, just, well, just... This clearly, can you? It's a PC game. It's a PC it game. Played on PC. Yeah, you should play on your PC. And I don't know. I think you could run this on a toaster. Frankly, like it's not intense. Um, <laughs> the file size is like nine hundred millibytes. You're fine. You know, like it'll be okay. Um, anyway, that's it. Uh, Rick, having... why don't... oh sorry, Paula. Yeah. No, I was having flashbacks to the page, like the Tikoi page, where the requirements was like operating system is um, specs toaster or something like that yeah <laughs> graphics ideally yeah yeah ideally, yeah wasn't that on chicory or something yeah <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah graphics ideally yes yeah that's good um anyway that's it so rick tell us what are you playing let's quickly bum rush through my playing so still playing the witcher on pc um still playing sable through game pass um i've got to the point since we spoke about it last where you like do the initial stuff you go on your gliding the world truly opens up uh, that Japanese breakfast soundtrack really kicks in as you go through the main gate. Oh, it's such a beautiful game. And it's such a relaxing time because you have objectives, but it's all very sort of self-directed. Um, it's all relatively relaxed. Um, there's not really any stakes. There's not really not, not really any stakes, but there's no combat. There's not really a, a danger factor. Uh, and it's just a lovely play. I'm kind of annoyed that I've been sort of busy and I haven't had more time just to sit into it because it really is lovely. Um, Grimm's Hollow, one of the games that we did in Itchmas. I won't say more about it here, but I am still playing it to beat it. I'll probably say more about it once I've finished it. Um, I recently started a few games. God of War 3 Remastered uh, because I want to finish the Greek trilogy before I move on to the Norse God of War on PS4. Um you can tell that this is like a late, a late noughties game. Full of QTEs. Um, not as bad as I remember QTEs being, but they're there. Uh, the combat's kind of mindless. The story is also kind of mindless. I'm having a great time with it, though. It it was so well put together, and that shines through um, in, in the HD remaster 
version that I'm playing. Um, yeah, I don't really have any more thoughts on that. Like it's it's been good. I've been smashing through it. Um, it takes two. What a phenomenal game! Um, did you play this, Alex? I feel like you played this one. No, I. You should absolutely play this. Um, so I started I playing it with to. my girlfriend. It's a, it's a perfect one to play with a partner. Obviously, you sort of have to because it's co-op only. It's amazing. It's really exceptionally well done. The writing's a lot of fun. There is a anthropomorphized um, relationship advice book that is like Spanish. And whenever he talks, his Spanish guitar, like doodling going in the background. <laughs> it's incredible. And the game's really good too. The game is really, really good. I don't want to spoil too much because there's so many mechanics that just sort of get fired at you a mile a minute. It, it has that Mario feel where they really trust themselves to like have a good idea, play around with it for a bit, and then put it to one side and give you something new to do. Uh, and I always love it when a dev's confident enough to do that with their game, uh, not to sort of stretch anything too thin. Um, for a game with the setting that it has, the locales are very varied. Uh, the objectives are relatively varied. Um, the way that it makes you sort of utilize the co-op, because that is a requirement, uh, it's able to do so much with that, but it all feels very intuitive. Basically, it deserves every bit of praise on current evidence that it's received in the past year that it's been out. Uh, and I've really relished the opportunity to play it now. Uh, can't wait to play some more of it. I imagine I'll have it finished very, very soon. Um, Deadbolt is a replay for me on Vita. This is what I sort of cleared out Gundam Breaker 3 to be able to play. I'm only a few levels back in. The game's better on PC. It pains me to say that. Mouse aiming, you know, helps. But they've done a really good job of tuning that aiming to an analog stick. Uh, the, the quality of that game still shines through uh, in the visuals, in the writing, in the mechanics, in the level design, in the soundtrack. Chris Christodoulou's soundtrack, this is probably my favorite game soundtrack for anything ever. It's phenomenal. Just the whole game, it's, it, it's a banger. Um, it's on Switch, it's on Xbox, it's on PC. Wherever you can play this game, play this game. I'm loving, this is my third playthrough now, uh, and I'm loving it. And my final currently playing um is one of the first oh what did they call the series it was level five on the 3ds they did like a load of little project games i don't know no bundle this specific thing tell me in the comments down below while you're smashing like what <laughs> this was called but the, the game is called crimson shroud it is like a DD campaign if the dungeon master was your game's console and you were controlling all of the people it's a lot of fun. The story's kind of cool. I'm not very far in. Um, this was a recommendation from my little brother. He had a, a real good time with it. Um, and so far, I am too. It's it's something that I'm surprised more hasn't been done within games. Go on, Alex. Guild 1 and Guild 2. That's though. the one. Yeah. And they did Guild 2 as well, yeah. So in the West, we only got them as like piecemeal digital releases. Um, in Japan, they were also released as two sort of four-in-one packs. Um the first pack also had the Starship Damry on it, uh, Attack of the Friday Monsters, and I think Weapon Shop Day on Mass. It might even have had like an airplane thing as well. Yep. Um, but Starship, Starship Damry and Attack of the Friday Monsters are phenomenal games as well. Mm. Um, both sort of narrative-based in their own way. Um, this one so far is shaping it to be really, really good. A um, lot of story, not a lot of combat so far. Seems like... It kind of has that sort of um, fighting fantasy book vibe 
where you're picking where you're going and different events happen based on that. Um, yeah, the, the best way to describe it is a D&D campaign as a game where you play all the characters. Cool. And I don't know that there's any sort of story options in terms of like picking vocal responses for that. I'm not sure. Maybe there will be. Uh, but so far, I like it. It's well written. It, it's well put together. It's pretty cool. Let's move on because we, we're very long in the tooth at this point. So <laughs> topic this week, plans for this year and also comparing to what our plans were last year. So given that I think you yours were particularly interesting to you, Paola, let's start with you. What were your plans last year and, and what was the expectation versus reality for them? Okay, I'm going to go like point by point. Okay. One of, the, one of them was to complete the gaming challenge. I, honest to God, for good. <clears throat> So even though I actually like kind of like did a lot of progress on it, it wasn't like intentional and I didn't complete it. I just realized like today before the recording was like, oh, right. Whoops. The second one was to try to beat as many VNs no, as many non-visual novel games as visual novels, at the very least. Because I think last year I overdid it with the visual novels. And I forgot again. But for some reason, when I was like doing the, the counting thing, it was like pretty much one-to-one. -one. So <laughs> I guess that is a win. <laughs> yeah! That's a win. Nailed it. We'll call that. Uh... Then I was, I said, oh, I'm going to play 13 Sentinels, which I did. Mm -hmm. Happy days. And then I said, I, I'm going to play all the of the science adventure games. I didn't even touch one. No, nope. I laughed at that listening back to the old episodes. Yeah. I'll be honest. Yeah, I, I actually forgot. So when I was listening back, it was like, hey, no. <laughs> um, then I said, I'm going to marathon the Fireman games. I've been in three so far. Which is pretty so, good so, far. That's a lot of games. <laughs> yeah, and I'm currently in the third one, so... Yeah, yeah I mean, you've you spent enough time to finish that, so... And then I said, I'm gonna play more RPGs and try to finish more RPGs. I am laughing right now in non-RPG language. Because I didn't play Ninokuni. I didn't finish Persona 4 or Shimane Tensei 4 before Shimane Tensei 5. <laughs> and more on that later because oh, I didn't like take notes of it. But I also said I'm going to play uh, Nocturne and Shimane Tensei 5 on day one. Nocturne I didn't even get. <laughs> Shimane Tensei 5 is kind of like on a hiatus because... It's uh, it came out like on November, and I was like already very in in games and and then the exams came, so I was like, okay, I guess I'm not playing for a while then. Uh, but I really want to jump back into it. Then I said, I'm gonna marathon sell that you. I only finished the first one, and I'm somewhere in the second one, and I haven't finished the Skyward Sword, so yay. <laughs> Um, and then on my, on the other games that I said I was gonna finish, like, I said I'm gonna keep up, like, with, with the releases, which 
for the most part, I did, especially like on Otome games. I played every single Otome game release on this year, like from major companies, except uh, Cupid Parasite, which I'm in the last route of, and Dairoku, which is um, collecting dust on my shelf right now, uh, waiting for me to finish Cupid Parasite. And I didn't get Tsukihime because, I don't know, I think something happened in August and I didn't have like quite the budget for it. But, hey, I, I wasn't gonna play it anyway at that point because I wasn't reading any faster on, on Japanese and my friend didn't buy it any either, so I didn't have like a companion to, to go through the game. Uh, so yeah, that was my, my 2021. Some hits, some misses, some embarrassing misses, <laughs> but oh well. It's okay. This is the way of the backlog. <laughs> I kind of half and half. How about you too? Yeah, I was going to say, I half and halfed it because I talked about playing Steins Gate Elite because I wanted to play a visual novel. But like, I'll say that instead I played uh, like Ash and Hawk, right? So for me, like my real goal was like, <laughs> I want to play a visual novel. So I feel like I did that anyway, even if it wasn't Steins Gate. Because like once I played that visual novel, I was like, I don't think I want to play Steins Gate for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I think I'm gonna put that on the back burner. Uh, but then I was talking about playing PS1 games, which I failed miserably at. I did play Kadelka. I never beat Kadelka, but I played it. Um, I wanted to play Snatcher and Please Nots, which I have them. But you know what the thing is? Is like, I ended up just back burning those a little bit, you know, because I like I just had so much other stuff that came around that I was like, I'm kind of done with, you know. I did start the Yakuza series though. I wanted to do Yakuza and I got zero and I played like a dragon and now I'm starting judgment. So I'm like, you know what? I feel good on that. Um, I got that counts as a win. Yeah, exactly. I got two Yakuza games. So like I knew I wanted to get into the series and so I really did. And then also I said I wanted to play like a Game Pass game a month-ish and I'm pretty sure I decimated that. I played far more than a Game Pass game a month. <laughs> but so many. Um, I also talked about playing Fallout New Vegas, which I did do. I just retired it because it did not hold up. Though... I might chew it on the PC with like mods and shit. Now I think about it. Uh, that might be my future, actually. So check back next year. <laughs> um, mm. <laughs> I talked about getting back into Dead Space, but that didn't happen. There were so many wonderful games that came out that I just I couldn't really go back to some old stuff. That and the I, remakes coming now. So yeah, right. So I'm kind of like, oh, I think I'm good. Um, that was, that was those are actually all my goals. I, I even said last year that I was gonna have a really loose year where I just kind of like you know kind of do as I please, and I think I did do that, you know. Um, but you know what they say about best laid plans—they just they go to they go to waste <laughs> as often yeah. as you make them. But what about you, Rick? What, what, what were yours? So my my targets last year were broadly two categories. The first was to like try and buy as few games as possible, which <laughs> kind of like. I knew Steam sales were always going to be an exception, and they certainly were. Um, but given that I didn't really have a new console, given that there's so much going on with the ones I already have, um, I've been fairly good. And certainly compared to 2020, which yeah. is a year, I think, in which I pre-ordered more games than I pre-ordered in the entire rest of my life put together. <laughs> like, I was significantly better. Um, and it's something that when we get to sort of what we talk about in 22, uh, I'm going to try and more aggressively push on. Um the other side of my targets was very much trying to get on top of things that I've had around for a while. So um, I planned to play Wii games. Uh, I plugged my Wii in. I did play a few Wii games, um, and that that's going to be something I look to do again next year. Um, I name-dropped three particular PS2 games I wanted to emulate, uh, those being 2002 Shinobi, uh, God Hand, and Grim Grimoire. Didn't play any of those, but I did 
play the entirety of Simpsons Hit and Run with a friend passing the pad. Hey. So I did a bit of PS2 emulation. Hey. Uh, PS3, I've done a bit of, uh, particularly Ratchet and Clank. I've um, I've played the the Tools of Destruction game there. I've got Quest for Booty, Cracking Time, and Into the Nexus to go back to there. Um, and they are sort of priorities for me. Um, and then I did sort of a bit of gaming on the Game Boy Advance, DS, PSP. Um, so not nearly as much as I'd aimed to, but I did sort of make progress on all of those goals. So overall, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like fairly positive. I, I Mild successes on all fronts is what I'm thinking for myself on there. Nice. Um, and if I roll straight over sort of into plans for next year, because um, that, that's what we're going to go back to, uh, my plans for next year are split into two parts. So the first part is the first couple of months. Um, Ham Ham Heartbreak is the game of the month this month. I'm playing that. Uh, Disco Elysium is the game of the month from last month, which I bought specifically to play, did not fucking touch. So I want to play that. Uh, and I've got a few like short-term goals. So I've got this Game Pass trial on going. I want to focus on that and, and get as much value out of that as I possibly can. Um, I'm also borrowing a Nintendo Switch uh a switch light so listeners at home you'll hear about that in the next couple of months but i want to take full advantage of that for as long as i'm borrowing that there's not a time limit on that yet but obviously the the more i crack in early the the more advantage i take if it does sort of have to be returned quickly uh and i'm borrowing a few 3ds games from my brother have been for a while um so i really want to sort of knock the ones that i'm borrowing off and give those back so a link between worlds fire emblem awakening um a few others that, that just need boxing off um more generally so part two straight the rest of the year um it, it, it's a continuation of what i wanted to do last year so buying as little as possible uh there's going to be a few switch games there's going to be steam sales that's just the nature of the game but i think in terms of all my actual console consoles unless i see like a stupid deal on a ps4 physical or um you know the odd switch game I don't think I'm going to be buying any more games for anything other than PC and Switch. And I think that's a good opportunity to really tighten the belt this year and focus on the main aim, which would be games I already have, like legacy stuff. So uh, the PS3 and Wii, well, I've got them plugged in. Emulation, I'm going to go back to those three games that I name-checked before. Shinobi, Grim Grimoire, God Hand, those three I really want to play. Um, and some more in terms of the legacy handhelds. So like my PSP 3000, that battery can't be much longer for this world. I need to play some more of that. Um, Game Boy Advance, now I've got the flash cart working again, I want to play some more of that um, my DS and um, my 3DS there's loads of games for that that are amazing, that I know I'm going to love I just need to make the time to love them um, and also like I've got a desktop screen full of PC games and I want to try and clean some of that up and it will be sort of a a real marker of success next year maybe once we finish recording i will share with you guys a, a screenshot of my desktop as it looks at the moment and we can compare like as the three of us how it looks sort of this time in 2023 um yeah and then i think that's all of them alex what about you yeah so i got something i didn't entirely expect um two things actually so Tiamat very helpfully helped me pick out a new laptop for myself. And it uh, turns out I'm entering into the world of uh, PC gaming, folks. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of excited. I'm getting a, what is it? A uh, Alienware M15 Ryzen Edition R5 um, laptop with 
a nice graphics card and friggin I was looking at their thing where it was like how many FPS could you like like it would tell you like how many FPS you can play because like it also has 1440p which is nice and it was like hmm. I, went, I looked at CSGO Ooh. and it's like 300 plus FPS per second. I was like what the fuck oh, like, okay. like, you've probably got like a 30 series mobile card they're supposed to be pretty good it depends which one you get they're kind of mixed but TMAT knows this stuff yeah yeah so I got I think um the the one it was like a uh um i should have opened this before we started talking about it um here we go but essentially <laughs> yeah what is it nvidia geforce rtx 3070 uh, mobile 3070 card yeah yeah yeah. yeah. it won't be a full fat one it'd be a 3070 mobile which is like maybe more like a 3060 depending on how they've queued it but yeah yeah <laughs> it, it's gonna be it's gonna be fat it's gonna do everything you want from it which is the main thing yeah that's good because i don't really know anything honestly and that's why i was like he helped me out and it, it, it looks like the cost seems like crazy but it's also because it's cad and the unfortunate reality is that it's like this is probably like a mid-range i would say maybe mid to high range kind of like uh gaming laptop uh, but i didn't mind i was like i'm willing to go a little more expensive just because at this point i just want something that lasts me ages but it's gonna unlock a whole new world for me so also because i got some some, uh, money from some some fam for christmas i also got an oculus quest 2 and so that's on the Ooh. way so half-life alex is coming to me very soon because i got a little cable connected so i'm gonna run pc vr through the quest 2 and uh, i'm going back to the vr world baby so coming soon alex plays alex yeah honestly yeah. i it was on sale in steam 50 percent off so i bought it and i'm like that's what i'm going at first and then eventually i'd like to do resident evil 4 in vr because apparently it's super goddamn fun and i just I was like, the quest wasn't that expensive. I was kind of very shocked. Like if that, this new one, and I'm like, look, I fucking hate Facebook, but the reality is like, they're doing really good with VR. <laughs> it's just like the quest yeah. Oculus store has so many amazing VR games. Now PSVR two just got announced, which is super cool. And I would actually like to do that eventually. But the thing is like, I want access to the PC, you know, like that's what I want. And where I have this new amazing like I'm like looking at this and I'm like, I think I'm going to start playing on my PC a lot now. And so my goal is to really dive into PC game pass for one. Um, and to just kind of hit up those PC games that I never really played. Like I, and I might need help from the community for like, what are some good shit I should really hit on? Because now I got a, I've got a computer that can do it, you know? And so I want to do that and I want to explore the VR world, but I'm not going to go super hard in with the VR because VR for me is like a bit of a long game where I'm like, I want to get this and I'll play it, but I'm going to wait as sales trickle out, which are usually a bit later in the year. But what I figure is that I might just focus a little more on PC VR stuff instead of the solo Oculus stuff. Cause Oculus store has like fewer sales, I think a little more in between. So I'm going to focus more on those kind of PC VR games that I can get into. Um, and yeah. So anyway, that's, that's my plans. Honestly, it's, PC and Oculus and like yeah I'll keep doing my Xbox stuff hitting my Switch and whatnot but I really want to dive into the world of PC things and, and my partner's going to be away for two months and so I'm kind of like yeah that may be a good time to play a bunch of games because I'm going to need to distract myself for a while as I'm lonely you know <laughs> oh. <laughs> so anyway Paolo what about you what are your plans so first of all I want to say that I have 143 games in my backlog right now at the very least, at the end of the year, I want it to be 130 or less. Okay. Because I know I'm going to buy games during the year, so I have to factor in for that. So 
I, I'm not gonna be able to to get it like down from like two two hundred or something like that. But yeah, two hundred and thirty or less. That's my goal for the year. As for more specific games I want to play, I want to continue with my Fire Emblem adventures and at the very least play finish Genealogy of the Holy War, play Thrasia, the Binding Blade and the Blazing Blade. And everything after that is just bonus. If I play the Circuit Stones and finish like the um GBA trilogy, I'm more than happy with that. By the way, I want to like actually use my GBA more because the only thing I actually got to play last year on it was Pokemon Leaf Green and it has been like on hiatus for a long while because we are playing Shining Pearl. I'm gonna do my best to play every single gift I got in like uh both for Christmas and for um from last year pretty much. Mm. So Avi Attorney, Chicory, Bloodstain, and these are like self-gifts that are Kina, Bridge of Spirits, and Picrus, Lord of the Nurse Lord of the Nursery. These those five games plus Luigi's Mansion 3, I have to finish this year. Mm. I want to finish more of the ongoing stuff I have because I only have so many colors to write on my journal, so I need to like finish some games here. And I'm not gonna buy more colors for my journal because this is getting insane. Hmm. Oh, because I said before the before recording for the people who have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about, I said at some point that I limit myself in the amount of games I have ongoing by the number of colors I have uh, on markers or highlighters because I write everything on a journal. And the thing is, I'm still having, I still have that limit, but I have more markers now, like triple the markers. So this is getting crazy. Um, then I want to keep up with the autumn releases again, like I did this year, but a little bit better. Uh, I, if Birth of the Wild 2 comes out, I am getting that day one. And this may be surprising, but I want to get into the Dark Souls series. So I'm playing Dark Souls this year. Nice. For better or for worse. And yeah, I'm, I'm prepared to die a lot. <laughs> a whole fucking lot because I already saw my boyfriend go through it. And there were some parts of the game that were infuriating to me to even look at. Uh, and the other compromise I'm making this year is I won't buy more Japanese imports for the time being, unless they are multi-language, like um, Steam Prison or Nightshade that I got last year, or they're fan translator, fan translated, like the patch is already out, like the case with Hakuoki SSL, or they are like a beta game that I want to buy and they're like I'm a very steep discount and by that I mean 50% or less. And so yeah, those are my resolutions for this year gaming ways. Beautiful. Right, let's let's blitz straight into uh, how long to beat <laughs> the game and uh, in the interest of time, when I edit this, I'm going to clip out all the bit where we deliberate this week's game, which, because I'm really prepared, I've already shuffled. It's Mega Man Zero Four for the Game Boy Advance. So I'm going with five hours main, six hours main plus, seven hours 100%. Paula? 
I'm going with seven hours for main, seven hours and a half for main plus, and eight hours and a half for 100%. I have put six hours for main, seven hours for main plus. I have elected not to put in 100% time. And the times are, once I get past Ziff Davis's, oh, <laughs> okay. Oh, that's, I think I've blown this, you know. Uh, so, main story, two and a half hours. Okay. Main extra, four and a half hours. Okay. Completionist. Seven hours. Hey! So, yeah, I think you both scored points. I think I've missed out this week. Okay. Oh, that puts me in the lead then. So right now the scores are um, Alex at 143. Uh, so I'm going to move myself up here, <laughs> up into first place. Uh, Rick is at... Oh, is that how it is? <laughs> yeah, oh, that's okay. how it works. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's how it works, Mike. Rick at 138 and uh, Paula at one. 23. Oh, Paula, you're coming up there. Um, hey, I'm catching up. I just Rick. remembered the zero games are really short. I mean, they're just, you know, they just are. Um, but they're hard, so sometimes it can take longer. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't think it was going to be that short. That's annoying. Oh, well. Speaking of what's not been short, this episode, but I hope you've enjoyed this bumper uh, edition of a regular episode. Obviously, it's been a few weeks since you've had one. Uh, and we're going to be back same time next week with uh, with more of the same we shall toodaloo all the best till then bye